Welcome to the Survivor Fantasy Football Podcast. I am Riley, joined as always by my co-host, question mark, Steve Speedling. Um, yeah, this is a fun one, folks. I, I know that I've been waiting um, patiently for this one. It's been hard to contain my excitement all day for this podcast. Um, and yeah, I think we should just kind of get right into it. Um, I, I'll, I'll, I'll do the, the stage setting now. Um, we last week divided ourselves into two separate tribes, um, between the highest scoring teams from the prior week and the lowest scoring teams from the prior week. Um, it's kind of similar to how this episode of survivor actually went where, um, one person was, uh, taken out of each of those tribes based on the lowest score that they could possibly have, um, on the highest scoring tribe. Uh, that ended up being, to a surprise to many people, uh, Ben Wiener, who, um, you know, has definitely made a name for himself on this podcast. And a, a lot of different names have been named for him on this podcast. And um, the person who ended up going home in the lowest scoring tribe was probably would have been a surprise, in not a surprise in most other weeks. And for this one actually was a surprise. It was my co-host, Mr. Steven Speedling. So, I welcome both those gentlemen to the podcast this week. Thank you both for coming on. And thank you both for coming on together. Yeah, uh, for me, you know, it's, I never really have time for this podcast, so I don't know how I'm finding time to be able to do it this week. Uh, you're lucky <laughs> I have some openings on my schedule to be out here. <laughs> I know Ben Wiener is also stoked to be on here. Yeah, yeah. A little bit early, a little bit earlier than I uh, think I hoped. And um, many supporters of good old Team Wiener, but uh, you know, I'm sure there are also some who are very happy to hear my voice on this podcast today. Yes, there are. <laughs> so, so you know what, Steve? Even though you're not technically hosting this podcast in the same vicinity, um, I think you also should be helping to administer this interview because <laughs> I don't think it'd be fair to everyone who's been playing in this league and everyone who listens to this podcast if you weren't able to. Uh, have a verbal all right yeah the first thing I kind of want to get off my chest and talk to you about Ben is obviously the elephant in the room going back to the advantage uh the big week during uh when we voted out Liam um yeah so my question to you is if we were supposed to be allies why would you require me to give you 225 of my fab, crippling my game and hence ruining my game, uh, if you were, you know, again, supposed to be one of my allies? Now, the answer to that could very be, you know, you never plan on working with me, and then it was a great move on your part just to get 225 fab from me. Uh, but just, just walk me through what the hell happened, because ever since then, I've been very upset. Yeah, well, um, I know you've been pretty upset about it. You made that very clear on past uh, podcast communications, text, and everything. Um, yeah, so it's not that I didn't want to work with you. It's that I didn't really see how it would help my game, especially having earned that advantage and um, knowing that it could be used in either week, I think it was six or eight, and it was only week six, so I didn't want to just give that advantage away. Um, now, I didn't necessarily think that you were actually going to, 
when I said two hundred dollars fab, that was me trying to like play Moneyball and like highball you a little bit and see if I could get it. Um, and I do want to mention that it was originally two hundred dollars in fab, and then Stephen over here said, "You know what? I'll just give you two twenty-five to get it done now." Yes, because I didn't like the wavering. I hated it. Well, I just so wasn't a bad sure. negotiator. To... Is what I'm hearing, Ben. Yeah, I mean, you know, what I originally asked, my original ask was actually um, Mark Andrews and a hundred dollars fab, and Steve wouldn't do that. Yeah, so I that's, said, "Well, that's even worse." Uh, arguably, I don't know. I don't know though. Um, and then I said, "Okay, well, how about two hundred dollars fab?" And you were actually okay with that. You said yes, so I was like, "Okay, I'll, you know, two hundred dollars fab. That'll change my game. That'll really." Put me, uh, put me on the up and ups. Um, that was also after I'd spent like basically $200 on Josh Jacobs, which did save me that week, by the way. But that, uh, that helped honestly save my game. I was, I, I was fighting for my life basically well, since week one. Your game. Well, clearly it didn't save either of our games <laughs> at this point. And honestly, it couldn't be any more fitting that we're sitting here together having lost on the exact same week. Uh, after everything that has gone down. And it just makes it, it does at least take solace for me, the fact that you're sitting here. So I could say my watch has ended. I've done what I needed to do. Ben Wiener is gone. I could live peacefully. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that does anything for you, but it does help me at least. It, it most definitely does. I mean, especially <laughs> after you tried to, uh, very aggressively, by the way, tried to vote me out uh, week eight. Um, and then with it being between you and Tori last uh, last night, I think that uh, that made me very happy. That definitely made me feel better and softened the blow of me going home <laughs> a little bit with knowing that you would be joining me. Yeah, I I would like to um, we'll we'll run this interview like a like a double header. Um, I would like to kind of emphasize that point, Ben, and for my first question to Steve. Um, you actually gave up a few players to Corey um, in a alliance. I, I assume on the assumption it was an alliance building maneuver um, to curry favor, which again, I think that's a great move in its own right. Um, do you have any regrets doing that now? Do you think that would have made a difference at all? Uh, have you done the math on that I, or no? I have done the math and actually, believe it or not, doing those moves actually lowered Corey's point total. Um, the players I gave him were actually dog shit. George Pickens, I think, had five, um, and Drake London had less than that. And had I not given them, I'm like assuming 99% sure he would have ended up starting Dobbs instead, uh, uh, Romeo Dobbs, and he had like 14, 15 points. So in the end, it actually mm. gave me some points. Uh, yeah. The one that was the killer blow was John T giving him Deontay Foreman. That was the one that like ruined everything. Yeah. Yeah. I think that one, that's interesting. Um, well, that's cool. I, that's good to know that you can't rely on the hindsight. I, um, I, I would have been upset had that been a case um, because I had obviously talked to a few different people and I made it explicitly clear. No one should trade with Corey at all under any circumstance. And then I just go out and trade him three of my guys, um, which I had very sound logic for in my, in the back of my head. Um, obviously, it's not going to matter now, so there's no point in explaining that part of it. Uh, but, yeah, like I said, it would have sucked had it mattered. Um, but I also necessarily didn't really want Corey to go home. I just assumed that, you know, for the first time in, like, maybe eight weeks, my team was actually decent 
and that was the time it let me down. Ben, did you give any players to to Corey at all? I'm I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I did. I gave him. I think I only gave him Jacoby Myers, and then I wanted to give him Kenny Pickett, um, but I had to drop him because we couldn't trade with him before waivers hit. Uh, however, he did end up getting him off waivers, so you know that was like what six points or something from Pickett. Yeah, he was bad too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he not was a cool. surprise. Uh, I had wanted to give him more players, but uh, I'm sure we'll get into it in a little bit. The bye weeks really hurt me. And I didn't have any players that I could possibly give up. Yeah, I would. I would actually. I would like to go back into that because I, you know what, like I, I feel like there is a lot of like lore building we could do in like your stance of like being the mayor of Loserville and being somehow being able to finagle all three, all of your alliance mates and tribe mates from that time, um, into this far in the end game. Um, again, I, I think that is very commendable and interesting in how you've been able to do that i think that the it really was all last week i think that kind of like culminating your downfall um i think like starting with bidding a lot of money on tyree kill and, and pushing i think like 80 something bucks for tyree kill on buy um do you have any regrets about any of the, the moves you made on the waiver wire with your your fob that you had available um what any sort of different moves you'd be considering um any different ways you'd be looking to prioritize your phones there no uh the short answer is no because i was so so far i think i was like 50 or 60 points away from anyone else in my tribe there's nothing i could have done differently at the end of the day um bidding on tyreek i i understand that for some with all my buys it might have been a little bit shocking because he was on buy as well. But I also picked up Brandon Ayuk and uh, someone else. I forgot who else I picked up. But I did, you know, I made the other moves that I would have made anyway. And then I just got Hill on top of that, kind of preparing for next week. Because my thought was, uh, whoever gets Hill has a very good chance to win this game. He's putting up like, what, 30 points a week on average? I mean, uh, so I just really wanted to get him locked down. I didn't know if there would really be another chance to get him. And um, some other players in the game have basically all the top five, six wide receivers locked up. So I thought if I really have a chance to go far in this game, I'm going to need to get Tyree Kill here. Um, and, you know, looking back, I don't think there's really anyone else I could have picked up that would have helped me much this week. You know, Brandon Ayuk had like 15 points. Um, I, I wanted to pick up Debo Samuel, who I know Steve got for like eight bucks. He only got like 15 points. Uh there really wasn't much I could have done. One thing I guess that I could have done differently uh, is actually pick up Justin Herbert. But I know uh, I, I knew that you were going to be bidding a lot of money on him, and I didn't want to uh, impede on that because I knew that you really needed a quarterback this week. I at least had Kenny Pickett, <laughs> and uh, I picked up Taylor Haneke, who got injured like halfway through the game and ended up with nine points. He got injured Yikes. through the game and got nine points, which was more than both my quarterbacks combined. Yeah, yeah, Steve. You, um, I, I mean, it was a running joke, I think, as to the last couple of weeks, how uh, how bad your team was, <laughs> and you were somehow able to kind of like struggle everything together. Um, but yeah, it the the ultimate irony of all this is you were able to pick up 
notorious fantasy disappointments this season in Debo Samuel and Bijan Robinson, and they both actually had great games. Yeah, they did good. Um, yeah, the the issue was Trevor Lawrence and Will Levis, who yeah put up eight, like eight points total. Trevor Lawrence was probably one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL this week. Um, that was horrible. Yeah, so. I mean, honestly. Looking at my team and how everything came together, I don't like to toot my own horn or anything, but I normally, every single year, am a pretty solid uh, person Like in the draft when things start. Not only in this league, mm-hmm. but in general, but I have just had an awful, awful year in terms of who I've uh, targeted, who I've been interested in, who I went after in trades, drafts, whatever. I've just It's been one of those years for me. Um, I think that's kind of where things originally went wrong for me. I, I I was curious and I went back and looked at like just how I drafted, and it was the maybe single worst draft anyone's ever had. Uh, it was obviously Trevor Lawrence was my first pick, and he's not only was awful this week, but he's just been terrible all year. And when you waste your first overall pick on a guy like that who's not even very good, it hurts. And then again, I doubled down on the quarterbacks, going one and two, the number two pick was Anthony Richardson, and he was awesome, but then got hurt. Uh, then after that, I had James Conner and Cam Akers as my running backs in the fourth and fifth round. They sucked. Uh, Mark Andrews was my only good pick. I picked him in the third round. He was literally the only good thing. And honestly, getting those points out of the tight end spot every week was probably the only thing that was like helping me survive every single week. Yeah, I, I, also, I feel like you had a problem week in and week out of like – you always had like someone on your bench who like you weren't starting who went off. I mean, I, I just remember back to week three with Devon A chain who I think got like 50 points or something <laughs> on your like literally no joke, like 50 points. And I think your entire team like scored like 60 points. Yeah, and, like, the, and the funny part about that is too, which is funny you bring it up. Yes, that happened, and I'm sure that happened to like 95% yeah. of fantasy people in the world because people who had him, you know, they're probably not starting him. But the funny thing is, in this league, I actually started him the week before because I was so desperate for a running back. I'm like, this guy, I don't, I don't, I think he's the fourth string running back on the Dolphins. Let me give him a chance. He put up like one point on, on, in my starting lineup. I was like, all right, well, I can't do that again. And then he blew up after that, and I got nothing out of it. Well, you saw something in him because you definitely kept him around. Um, no, I, I, well, I was forced to trade him to Wiener. <laughs> yeah. Um, since we're running this joint interview, I guess, and Steve, you had the opportunity to ask Ben some questions. Ben, do you have any questions for Steve? Like, we don't normally ask guests this, but, you know, since I'm a host all alone here, I want to know if you have any questions for, for Steve. Yeah, I, I have one question. I don't think you're going to like it too much. <laughs> How, uh, <laughs> what made you want to spend all your fab and, I mean, basically ruin your game for an advantage? Because... I mean, I know that you knew the votes might come towards you. I, uh, I, I had a lot of intel that week, and I don't think they were going towards you initially. Um, and either way, there was a wheel spin. So I do feel like you kind of threw your game away in a way, just giving so much fab for the advantage when I clearly didn't want to give it to you. Yeah, so honestly, again, the answer to that all stems back to you, Ben Wiener, because... <laughs> I, I did not want to do it. Um, I was talking to you about the possibility of doing it just to have in my like back pocket 
of like, okay, if in case everything goes wrong and everyone is going to vote for me, I want to be able to like, you know, have this communication beforehand, which I feel like was very cordial. We were around the 100 fab mark, whatever, which again, a 100 fab and a player. You wanted it to be Andrews. I did not want it to be Andrews. But again, we were there. We were in a ballpark of like kind of what we thought was fair. And I did think 100 and a player was fair. Um, but as things went along, as the week progressed, um, obviously things were a little bit wishier, washier on who was voting for what. Um, but in my head, I was pretty sure all the votes were landing on Tim. So I didn't think it was going to matter. And I didn't think I was going to have to trade for the advantage. But then on, I think it was a Monday or a Tuesday, whatever day was the day of the voting that week, I got a text from, he's out of the game now, so it doesn't matter. I got a text from Mark who says, I hear you're going for Wiener's advantage. And I just went, oh, Jesus Christ. Apparently, you had been going to Liam and them and communicating about the advantage and about how I wanted the advantage and was trying to get it. And once they found out that I was trying to get an advantage, whether or not I had actually planned on or planned on doing it, they wanted the advantage. And then it turned out they were going to try and get the advantage from you and flip it on me, which you very well know about. And I have evidence that you said you might give it to Liam because you don't want me in the game anymore. And then that was when I said, all right, well, I just have to give you whatever you want those advantage then. Uh, so that's kind of what happened from my perspective. Wow, is that true? That is very damning. Wow, that is that is really damning evidence. But um, I will say there were never talks about Liam getting the advantage. I don't know who told you that. I guess I have, Mark did. I have screenshots. I have screenshots. Okay. Wow, I, this I, is I the first the... time screenshots have come to Steve's advantage. <laughs> yes. I, I guess, uh, well, they almost did last week as well, but that's another story. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think Liam ever actually wanted the advantage. He had asked me about it, and I had been allies with Liam. He's out of the game now, so it doesn't really matter. Um, we had a pretty tight alliance, obviously, uh, kind of potentially wanting to get you out. And we had talked about the advantage a little bit he had really begged me not to trade it to you so that's another reason i wasn't just gonna like give it to you because i would have been completely burning that bridge but i don't think he ever really asked about buying it from me and he definitely was not gonna spend anywhere near 200 dollars fab um on the advantage in fact when i accepted that offer he was shocked and i, I think he even said like good for you <laughs> you know well yeah that that's what it came down to it was basically like I understood at that point. It's like I just I figured you were in an alliance with him, and I didn't want you him to win you over, which is why I was like, "All right, you even said two hundred two hundred twenty five right now. No more talking to anybody. Let's just do it." Had to be done. Wasn't happy. It was again. I said, "Great move on your part." I just felt like if we were closer allies, it wouldn't have came to that. But again, you were working with Liam, so it makes sense from your perspective. Uh, but then it makes sense from my perspective to be upset about it in the future and come after you. That's kind of where everything came from. Yeah, I, I mean, I understood. <laughs> I understood why you're so upset about it. But um, I, you know, the main thing was that I, I did want to keep it for myself for week eight. Uh, and I, I don't know if you believe that it didn't. It honestly doesn't seem like you did. But I really did want to keep that uh, for week eight. And, you know, week eight, that's when you rallied votes for me and I almost got voted out. So, well, obviously I didn't have the advantage and I was able to rally the votes, um, you know, against Liam. That really could have come in handy for me. So. 
All right. Well, this has been a very interesting interview. Uh, both. I, I'm very <laughs> excited we were able to do this. I think this has, has lived up to the hype. Um, all right. Let's end with the questions that um, always get brought up. And I actually, I, th I think Steve will take solace in this is that technically that because his, um, his edge of the competition didn't end up coming down until the Monday night game, while Ben's was all decided by Sunday afternoon, Steve technically beat Ben Wiener uh, in, in the league. So Steve can have that little solace. Um, so that. I'll ask Ben the question first. Um, who is a team that you want to say is relatively dangerous that everyone in the league should be looking out for? And who is somebody you are rooting for in the end game? Um, well, first off, who I'm rooting for, Corey, 100%. I mean, I really, uh, I wanted to give him more players. I wanted to give him more fab. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't trust that he would survive the week, so I didn't want to let him hold players. But um, he's definitely who I'm rooting for going forward. Um, <laughs> in terms of who I think a threat is, probably everyone who is on my tribe, because you all put up over 155, 160 points. So, um, yeah, I think uh, basically everyone that was on my tribe is a big threat in this game. I think the tribe lines were uh, very, very telling. Um, who was on the higher scoring tribe and who was on the lower scoring tribe. It really was the top five teams in the league and then the bottom five teams in the league. Steve, I'll ask you the same two questions. Uh, yeah, for me, uh, who I'm rooting for the rest of the way, it's no doubt uh, Hunter. I feel like I've really respected and loved the game Hunter's played thus far. Um, he's been an underdog a lot of it and always seems to find a way to get through. Um, and the Steve Hunter alliance duo same name whatever you want to call it uh always goes strong so uh very much rooting for that the rest of the way um and yeah and then in terms of big threats i mean i i i i don't want to I don't, I don't really want to get involved in that um i don't want to say <laughs> i'm not gonna lie well, you're not gonna answer your own question <laughs> <laughs> that isn't what kind of host steve what kind of host? Well, as the um... host i know what's coming next week and i don't want to get involved in any of it <laughs> oh god okay um all right well i think this has been very illuminating um thank you gentlemen for for joining this steve i implore you to stick around to continue with the interview uh, because i think be, this will be very on, sad so. if i just have to do this alone never um, you gotta stay um <laughs> but ben thank you for joining Yep. Thank you for having me. And I do want to say, uh, Steve, I know a lot of uh, a lot of shit's been thrown your way uh, in a lot of ways this year. But I do want to say thank you for hosting this wonderful game. I I look forward to it all year. I know a lot of people in the league do. So, uh, you know, for all the shit, um, thank you for hosting everything because it really is really fun. And uh, thank you to Riley. Of course, Benjamin. All right. Have well, a good rest of your night, boys. Talk to you soon. Later. See ya. All right. Well, that was that interview. I, again, I think that was that was all great. Um, and yeah, I, I always love these when the the double boot goes home. Not only because we get two fun interviews, but also because um, we have so many players available on the waiver wire. Um, so I don't know. Like, I, I I know we'll be throwing this to future Steve in some vicinity. The question will be: Will it be after hours, future Steve? Will it be a normal time in the day? Um, I don't know. I'm stoked to actually see whenever this podcast comes out. So, yeah, I don't. I'm trying to think. I think I fucked up too. 
It says the players clear on Thursday for whatever reason. I guess I I dropped them too late at night. Um, so future Steve will be back in some capacity. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot to break down. Lots of players. Most of mine aren't any good, but Benjamin definitely had some good players that he's adding out into the free agency wire. So that'll be interesting for sure. Yep. All right. Well, let's throw it to some some Steve in the future to break <laughs> it all down. Uh, future Steve here. Uh, there's a lot of players that I really don't feel like going through all, but I'll just say my favorite move, which was Tim getting Devon A chain for $26. Good job, Tim. All right. That was definitely a lot. And, you know, it's, this is going to cause a lot of issues, I think. This is the first time I think this has caused a lot of problems, is that there were so many players on the waiver wire that we're going to be talking about teams that, like, half these guys aren't even really going to be on these teams anymore. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how, how the rest of this conversation goes. But, um, yeah, no, um, I think we should just kind of keep chugging along, moving forward. I know you're no longer a contestant, but now maybe you can pull your whole heart into being the – the host. So what do we got going on this week? Yeah, we got a, we got a busy one uh, to say the least. And I teased it a little bit before when I wouldn't say uh, the biggest threats or anything. I didn't want to get involved in that. Um, it's going to be a doozy and I'm going to be honest. I'm like half happy. I just don't have to be involved in any of it. Um, if I got to pick a week to be eliminated, I'm kind of happy it was before this one. So I'm not running around freaking out on a Monday or Tuesday anymore and dealing with all this nonsense. Um, it's going to be wild. So we have another double elimination week. Back-to-back <laughs> double eliminations. Uh, so four in two weeks will be going. Um, this week will also be the final wheel spin. We do have another wheel spin, and it will be the last wheel spin of the season. Uh, so a very, very big one. Um, and also, it is the last week for idols, but there are no idols in the game, so we don't need to worry about that right now. How it's going to go down. Tribes are no more. We're back to individuals. Um, and basically, what's going to go down is the lowest scoring team is going to have seven spots on the wheel, and there's going to be a vote. The vote, whoever gets the most votes, is going to have three spots on that wheel. We're going to spin. Whoever gets out, gets out. Whoever survives that wheel spin will then have seven spots on the next wheel, and three spots will go to the second lowest scorer of the week. So there will be two wheel spins, two people going home, the lowest scorer, the second lowest scorer, and the most votes will all be in danger this week. Wow, that is that is a lot. Um yeah, so again, it's very much hard to give predictions knowing that there is going to be voting and a lot of these players um, available right now are not going to be on the wheel. But um, who are you, like, saying just from, like, a team-wise you're watching out for? Um, and you can't say Corey because that's the obvious answer. Yeah, and somehow, again, year after year, these people come back into the game and just always find a way to survive. It's... It's honestly admiring uh, how they're able to always do it. So I won't say Corey. Um, I will say, you know, he's had a really, really good run. Uh, but Kevin Lee's team is, like, starting to worry me. And not in the fact that it's, like, not, like, super good, but the fact that he only has $3 to his name when there's this many players available on the wire 
um, and he's not really going to be able to improve it. While basically every single other team is going to be able to just improve and grab people for a very small amount of dollars is going to really hurt him, I think. Um, it's going to be tough for him to kind of navigate that uh, the rest of the way. So I think that's going to put him in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I completely agree, especially because all of a sudden Stefan Diggs just like they just don't give him the ball anymore, apparently, in yeah. fantasy football. So um, that is tough. That is tough. And yeah, Lamar has been an issue all year because he's somehow been like a top three quarterback in the NFL and like a bottom 14 fantasy QB. It's insane. Um, but yeah, that that's a that's a good chap. Um, all right. I think that that's just about does it. Uh, so yeah, Steve, you know, I, I beg you to just, you had to keep up with the enthusiasm. This is the first time that you've been eliminated before me hosting these. I always put my, my whole effort into hosting the pod with you. So I, I implore you to keep at it with me. I don't know if that's true. I put like at least like three quarters of my heart <laughs> into it. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it to you. I mean, again, I, I can't stress this enough how much it meant to me that Weiner is gone <laughs> on the same week. And you beat him. You beat him. That's when we, we brought up exactly. you technically beat him. The fact that, that I lived up to anything. My team, there was no way, I, like I say this every year, but there was no way I don't think I'm ever going to win this game. But like specifically this year, my team was never going to win this game. And the only way I was going to be able to do it is if I had 300 of my fab and was able to use it all uh, to rebuild it. And I didn't. So I attribute everything that would happen to Ben Wiener. And now that he's gone, I could live happily ever after and enjoy this podcast for what it is. And I don't need to stress a vote to, uh, this week. So I, it's a win-win for me. It's a win-win for, for all of us. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is great. Um, all right. Well, I think we'll just see how the rest of the week shakes out. Um, I'm excited for this, but also very nervous. So, um, yeah, we will uh, we will be talking in much greater detail in the coming weeks. So that just about does it. Appreciate you hosting this one. Um, as always, you can follow us at, at @whofeedspod on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok for everything we've got going out. And subscribe on Apple and Spotify to keep uh, in the loop. And until next week, we'll catch you guys next time.